hear more about what life is like in the brave new world of professional women's rugby in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from Robin Wilkins on continuing to balance work with rugby and Liliana Podpadek on the benefits of the WIU Talent ID Days. But we'll start with what's been an amazing year for hooker Kelsey Jones. Always an entertaining interviewee and this is no exception. Starting by talking about her recent move into the professional ranks. It's huge if I'm honest. Um, Going from a full-time job like outside of this as well as you know, this was a full-time job, even though we weren't being paid for it at the time. Being able to just cut down hours in a, in a real job and, and come into doing what we love every single day and being able to call that a job, that's just surreal. Like, it's such an experience and you couldn't ask for anything else. Honestly, the, the biggest change for me personally is, like, being able to actually be a professional athlete, being able to recover, being able to focus on analysis, purely putting everything I can into preparation for rugby. For me, yeah, that's that's been the huge thing and I'm loving every minute of it so far. <laughs> So I'll take you back to that process between January and the start of the Six Nations. Yeah. So January, they announce some full-time players. Yeah. You're not one of them. What are you doing in the build-up to the Six Nations to think, can I force my way in? Is it going to change? What, what was the mind process for those two, three months? Um, it was quite tough for me. So going back a little bit further, um, during the autumns, I missed out because of a neck injury. Um, and it was the first injury I've ever had. So it, it was, I struggled like mentally, physically, like it was a really, really tough, tough process. But I made sure to try and keep myself in conversations with, with people um, just to understand like, you know, what's a new structure, a new coach coming in. I hadn't really had a chance to speak to any coaches. So I had no expectations other than as soon as I could get back playing, doing whatever I can to put my hand up and show I'm ready to get back involved in a, in a well shirt. I was lucky enough to be pulled in the Six Nations training squad and from that point one hooker had a full-time and another had a part-time I was there with no contract but literally just doing anything I can and trying to be better than them and pushing each other to be better and I think that is what it comes down to is pushing each other to be better as well so we're all on a level playing field yeah so for me it was just doing anything I could as well as the full-time job just doing anything I can to better myself and be in a better position to go again on the next day and, and just to put my hand up really um, and yeah I was lucky enough to get my opportunity again in the Six Nations which was really fun. What was the full-time job? Um, my full-time job was a leader participation officer in Gloucester Rugby. So It's always been rugby, <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing else. So combining the full-time job, some people would have looked at that and said well as a full-time is a part-time I'm not going to get picked so let's concentrate on that a bit more. What, what was your process? Obviously it wasn't that. Um, no, if I'm honest, Gloucester Rugby were absolutely brilliant. Being a rugby, rugby team themselves and being in the rugby community, they understood that I had a World Cup this year and I wanted to do everything I can to put my hand up for that. So the support they give me, one, throughout my injury time, and secondly, then the support throughout the Six Nations, the amount of time I had to have off allowing me to really focus on the Six Nations was incredible. I don't think I would have got that anywhere else. So in all fairness, like they allowed me to be able to push myself and be able to put my hand up. I did struggle a lot in at times, which you know is, is that's just to go to say with basically two full time things going on. I would leave one job and technically go straight to another, and it did get tough at times mentally, physically, but like coming as a group, like that's what pushed me through it. And knowing that at the end of this year there's something very big on the horizon, you know, it just got me through every single day. So it, it was definitely tough, but Gloucester Rugby were a saint in, in helping me through that process. So the build up to selection against yes. Ireland. Because that would have been a key period for you. 100%. And because coming into the squad, no one knew where they stood if they weren't in the autumn campaign. And you had been injured, so you hadn't been part of the picture. Yes, and if I'm honest, um, 
I wasn't expecting miracles. I wasn't expecting to just come straight in to be in a starting shirt. You know, last Six Nations was completely different to the Six Nations. But as a squad, I think that says a lot of how far we've come. I think the biggest difference is we have such strength and depth now in each position. You never know who's going to be selected. And what I love about international rugby is it all depends on what sort of game you want to play, on what players will be picked. So I think these days it's not necessarily who's the better players, who's going to perform better, but actually who's going to perform better against this team on how we want to play. So that's all I've done to try and put my hand up was take on board everything they wanted when we were playing um, whatever team it may be. And that build up to Ireland, yeah, I just done everything I could to like hit my arrows as a hooker, you know, make my tackles, do everything I could, be as busy as I could, just again noticed really more than anything because as I say I didn't really have much time with your one before that so yeah it was, it was just a case of doing everything I could and, and being able to put that shirt back on I mean at the back of my head that's all I want every single week so is to be able to put the three feathers on my chest so yeah that's definitely what kept me going. So it's been a process over the last 12 months from injury but in that time if there was a moment it has to be when someone said get your tracksuit off you're going on against Ireland. Oh my gosh, 100%. I, th- I think it was actually the nervous I've ever been, which was weird. I think it must be, you know, coming from an injury. Before that, I only had one game with Gloucester. So I'd only played one game before going international. And I think that was in the back of my mind. But obviously with all the support we got going on, I was very confident. But yeah, the, the nerves were something different. This is nerves I've never felt before. And I think butterflies mixed into that as well. Very exciting. But um, that feeling of, right, Kelsey, going on, you've got to make a difference. You've got to make an impact. I was like, now's my chance to really put my hand up and say, I'm here, I'm here to, to take a shirt and, and I don't want to, I don't want to give it to anyone. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it was a crazy feeling and it was great to just be back and the team tries the forward tries everybody plays a part but you were on the end of it and that meant that Alicia was player of the match but you got all the headlines what did that period feel like again it was surreal (laughs) just seeing my name everywhere you know I can't take credit for any of my tries really it was it was a forward pack definitely like you say it was it was a team effort but I mean there's nothing better than getting across the white line in your national shirt so yeah it was crazy and previously before obviously from being a starter now being a finisher it's like a different mindset that you know how far they're doing and how well they're doing but actually you've got to come on and and up that energy up the level like take it to the next level and I think that's all I wanted from these games and I'd like to say that I fulfilled that and with all the media press and things about me as well it just gave me that little bit of like a confidence boot which is always nice to have which just my mindset then was like well I can do it I've been doing it everyone's seeing it let's keep it going so as much as I love starting and being involved in the squad being a finisher is is quite surreal as well so yeah just relishing every opportunity I get. When you're struggling with the injury that has to be one of the most worrying to have as a, as a front row forward, it's quite difficult to draw a line from there to playing against Ireland, but it's quite easy to draw a line from then to now. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Honestly, since the Six Nations now, it's just been a step forward, step forward, step forward. The support from work as well, transitioning to this, to having the phone call with Johan, you know, saying we want to offer you a full-time contract and then actually signing it on the dotted line and then the next week coming in full-time. It's just been an absolute you know, a whirlwind it's, and it's literally just all happened at once and it's just so exciting now to be in every single day with, with the girls, you know, not only on-pitch stuff but off-pitch is just as important and being able to spend this time together, I think that's what's more exciting. And going back to the Six Nations, but of course you got your chance to start. Yes. So what was that like? Oh, it was amazing to put the number two jersey on, going out against Italy. And Italy's always a dogfight between Wales and Italy, so I was ready for the fight. You know, some things didn't go our way on a personal level and a team, but what's really exciting now is having all these full-time contracts, being able to put them wrongs right um, and really building as a squad, yeah, to push on from there. But, um, yeah, there's no other feeling than being able to start and put that number two jersey on. 
So we all know that the personal performances in the gym are going up to personal best levels, um, you know, the bleep tests, all the training. I imagine there are statistical ways in which you're all improving. If someone came and said, show me the difference on the pitch, is there any example you can pick on from a team or personally where you just say, tell you what, that wouldn't have happened without the training we've now finally, at last, been able to do? Honestly, the biggest difference is having the time together so it doesn't matter how much gym you're doing how much running you're doing because you can do that away but I think the biggest difference for me is how hard do you push yourself when you're in this environment consistently with those other girls and you're pushing each other as well and I think for me like the biggest difference we'll see is that team cohesion and actually being able to push each other to the next level I think that's probably the biggest difference then of being able to train alone and train here that will translate a lot more on the pitch than when it has previously so I, I think from there like you'll see us like more cohesion as a team like being able to just play without having to speak as much because we're all on the same page I think that'll be the biggest difference from what we're doing how spending a lot of time with each other to translate that on the pitch and the next three months in the World Cup build-up you would have been training anyway you would have been doing all that but what else would you have been doing if you were still doing the job in Gloucester what goes on at this time of the year that you'd have been doing preparing for the coming season yeah a lot, a lot of um, so my, my main role is to go into schools and teach girls rugby um, I also uh, teach a lot of disability rugby and wheelchair rugby as well so mine's the alternative side of the game I'm really just trying to create as many opportunities as I can for alternative people who obviously can't play the mainstream rugby for me like I'd be putting on camps now I'd be like putting on um, sessions in schools trying to create like taster sessions for wheelchair rugby really just trying to push the game any way I can to the next level honestly it never stops all year round you think you'll have a break you're like nope straight into something else so um, it really never stops so I've been really fortunate to be able to give this opportunity to be a full-time athlete otherwise well I wouldn't be here in the days my day job would be eight till four and that's the time we're here so I wouldn't be able to get this process done and there's nothing worse than after a full day of work going and doing your extra gym running on your own as well so for me like yeah I've been extremely lucky in that sense and finally just looking forward to the World Cup you've got the warm-up games Canada and England and then it's Scotland before you face uh, Australia and New Zealand what can we expect we're going to pride ourselves on being able to do anything we can to beat teams and one thing we're focusing on is our fitness levels we want to be fitter than any other team we want to be able to stay on top of teams put them under pressure when whether we're attacking defending you know as soon as we're in defense we're getting the ball back that's our mindset so what to expect really is is a team that's never going to give up regardless of what's happening in the game we're going to keep on pushing to get that ball back and score tries and win games so yeah i think that's really exciting listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Certainly is exciting, but not everyone has gone fully professional in the build-up to the Rugby World Cup. Back Robin Wilkins is still balancing work, as she explained to Liz Jones. Part-time here with WIU training, so I'll do that Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then also combining that with my new role with Disability Sport Wales. So... My main focus in terms of that is the Parasport Festival and then we've also got plans for another two years at least with our festival so it'd be my job to kind of grow and get more uh, sports involved, get more participants involved. So really excited to be able to combine more of a professional career with rugby but actually going into the sporting career as well. We're kind of better for you in terms of more time to train but also an interesting development from a career point of view as well yes uh, it makes a change compared to what I was doing previously so I'd be getting up 
six o'clock in the morning trying to get a session in before school, get a session in after school, whereas now training the day makes such a difference. You're feeling a lot more fresh, ready to go. And then you've got the evening then to kind of chill out and recover. And then in terms of the role, like I said, with Disability Sport Wales, I've always wanted to be involved in sport. So this is kind of the perfect combination. Tell me about the festival then. Yes, so it's a week-long event, different events on each day, and that is for disabled and non-disabled participants. So so we've got take part and spectator events, uh, for example, linking it with rugby. So we've got Wales Deaths playing a sevens tournament against all the home nations. Uh, Wheelchair rugby, one of the sports on offer. And in terms of like the training programme, how much of a difference have you found that you know, being able to come in and train, the whole squad being able to come in and train on more or less a daily basis. Yeah, it's definitely made a difference. I think, you know, we had the professional contracts during Six Nations, but those on those contracts was having to come in in the evening so they couldn't see the benefits, whereas now we've got a full squad that's able to train altogether rather than maybe just 10 or so training. You can go through a lot more drills, a lot more skills, but also then again, training the day, you're a lot more fresh and more recovered to go again. So it definitely makes a massive difference. And for you, it's the first time that you've had a contract. Do you feel now that you can really step up a gear? Yeah, I'd like to think this is going to push me on as a player. You're always striving to be the best you can be. There'll come a lot more pressure. There's not as many excuses you can use now with being tired or I need to combine with work. But that's something that you know we'll have to... Just grasp two hands with the pressure I mean actually that'll just make it more enjoyable then when we see hopefully the successes afterwards and of course the work goes on finding talent for the next World Cup and the one after that with talent ID programmes running around Wales it's just a year since Liliana Podpadek went to one of those and she told Liz Jones a lot has changed since then huge congratulations full time contract for six months I mean, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. It came as a big surprise to me, but being able to focus completely on rugby and not have to worry about anything else, such as like work outside of it, is just great. Yeah, and I mean, you haven't had a full cap yet. Obviously, that's the main goal for you now. Yeah, I think it means a lot for them to obviously that they've seen something in me to bring me in having not been capped yet. And so I think I've got to really build my confidence and make the most of these next couple months before the World Cup. And then hopefully my first cap would be there. <laughs> yeah, incredible. How much of a step up is it? Obviously you've been involved most of the season really. So is it quite a smooth transition? It's been quite a smooth transition in terms of going from Six Nations into this. But I think the main thing is training five days a week as opposed to just say three evenings or something and so obviously the intensity is a lot higher but then you have the evenings to yourself and you have the weekends to be able to recover properly. Who did you tell first? How has that gone down? Yeoen spoke to me and I was so happy about that and so I went home and I spoke with my partner Josh about it and I think he's very jealous <laughs> um, and then of course for my parents and yeah they're really really happy for me talked about your Welsh family and they're obviously very proud of that element too. Yeah I think I've got Welsh in both sides of my family and so they're really really happy and I've got family sort of across the world who also have Welsh blood all supporting me so it's really nice. And what does it mean for you now with your job and your future? 
Obviously, with the time being, I've taken a period of leave from my work in the police, training on selection and stuff for the World Cup. Hopefully, my leave might be longer, but we'll see. And I think after this year, it depends on what WRU do of contracts, whether I'll go back, because I love my job with the police, and so go back and carry on with that or carry on with rugby. So they've been supportive to give you this opportunity for the time being? Yeah, they've been absolutely great. Everyone in my department's been so supportive and they see the articles and people have messaged me, so it's been really lovely, yeah. And obviously you were playing for Llandaff North earlier in the season, some support from there, and obviously it's good to show that, you know, you can make the step up as well to this level. Yeah, definitely. I think the reason I got into the squad was from the Talent ID days last summer, and so I think if the WIU could keep them up and just to introduce young players, I think that's a really good step forward in bringing the community rugby in Wales to a higher standard. You put yourself forward, you've talked about it, you've had, you had opportunities before, but came back after yeah. lockdowns and put yourself forward in those. So, I mean, what would you say to people out there who they could follow in your footsteps, couldn't they? Yeah, I think there's so much young talent in Wales and I think the Talent ID days are a great opportunity to show so we had the regional coaches running the session and so it's quite nice to have some familiar faces and not just being thrown in the deep end and that's all bridged the gap then to being able to make the national squad. So go to the WIU website to find details on those Talent ID days. Next week in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast we'll hear more from the Wales women and about the rebranding of the Dragons. But until then... Goodbye.